I am so excited to tell you that I'm finally reopening the doors to my Partnerships Masterclass course, which is absolutely everything you need to confidently build successful partnerships. And successful partnerships unlock an entirely untapped revenue stream for your business through sponsorships, while collaborative partnerships can see you reaching hundreds of thousands of potential customers without monetary spend. So they have the power to both make you money via a whole new revenue stream for your business and save you money with your marketing activity, which is so awesome. I have run this course quite exclusively in the past with really small cohorts of business owners, agency owners, and marketers. So I would say it's incredibly valuable if you're one of these three types of fabulous people looking to build a partnership skill set and revenue stream, or you're looking to offer partnerships as a service to your clients. This course is the most accessible way you can work with me personally as well. And while you have a lifetime access to the course content and obviously lifetime access to the skills and relationships you build as part of this course, you're also really not thrown in the deep end at all because I keep the cohort small on purpose so that you get that mentorship and support from me throughout the whole thing. So we're going to get you so excited about the opportunities ahead for your business, super clear on your growth strategy and how you're going to build meaningful and pivotal relationships. It's going to be so good. And doors open on the 11th of August. They're only open for 10 days though. So make sure you're on the wait list so that you don't miss out. We're actually kicking the cohort off on um, August 22nd. So immediately after the doors open, pretty much <laughs> the course begins and the doors are closed again. So you want to be on that wait list so that you don't miss out. I'll put the link in the show notes so you can access that. And you'll also nab some wait list bonuses as well if you're on there. So I can't wait to see you there. Uh, thanks so much for listening and I'll let you get into the episode now. Hello and welcome to Stop, Collaborate and Listen. We are a podcast about marketing, collaboration and business and we're brought to you by Collabasaurus.com, the matchmaker for brands. Hey, hey, and welcome back to Stop, Collaborate and Listen. Thank you for joining me today. Um, before we dive into this episode, I have two housekeeping things to mention. Um, the first is, have you subscribed to this show? It's super easy to do and don't worry, it doesn't sign you up to any marketing or anything. You just hit the big purple subscribe button in your podcast app and new episodes will be really easy to find. So if you have a second, I'd love for you to do that now. It helps us reach more people as well. The second is it's one of those days where there is crazy construction going on outside as well as about a billion cicadas. So I apologize for any weird background noise, but I just wanted to mention that in case there's any massive clang in the background. Okay, so now that's done, we can get into today's episode, which is all about marketing to your email list. My name is Jess Rufus, and I'm going to be your host today and every other day. (laughs) Um, So how effective would you say your email marketing is? Whether you have a list of five or 5,000, email marketing is one of the biggest opportunities for you to build trust and convert awesome clients. So the trick really comes down to inspiring your email subscribers to take action, whether that be opening the email in the first place or clicking a button inside the email. So how do you get better open rates and better click rates? That is what this episode is all about. And I have eight quick tips that you can implement straight away. So let's get into it.
Okay, tip number one is to change up your from name, which is really easy to do. And a lot of people have things like the business name or a first name at business name um, in their from address. So to give you an example with Collabosaurus, for the first six months of our email marketing, um, all the emails came from Collabosaurus. It wasn't Jess Rufus. It wasn't, you know, um, anyone else in the team's name. It was just Collabosaurus. Then I read a blog article that this was not the way to go. And so I changed it up to Jess-Collabosaurus. And that did see us get a little bit of a spike in our open rates because, of course, people will trust a person's name more than they will just a brand name. It looks like a marketing email the moment you have um, a brand name in the from name. <laughs> I'm saying name a lot. Um, okay, so there's that. But then when when I changed it up to just Jess Rufus, um, we saw a huge leap in open rates, which was really surprising to me, actually. I didn't expect that to happen. Um, so I'd highly recommend giving that a go. You know, try changing up your from name to your name and just see what happens. Tip number two is change up your from address. And that is because a lot of the time, um, email inboxes will recognize when they consistently receive uh, emails from a particular address um, that comes across as email marketing. And so it goes into a promotions folder or a spam folder, which is absolutely not what you want. So try changing up your from address occasionally. Um, you know, for example, with Collabosaurus, sometimes it comes from info at Collabosaurus. Sometimes the emails come from Sarah at Collabosaurus and sometimes it's from Jess at Collabosaurus. It really depends on what the email content is, but I have seen a huge difference in open rates when it's coming from Jess or Sarah at Collabosaurus just because it's that human element rather than just the info at address. So tip number one, change your from name. Tip number two is change your from address. Um, Tip number three is to experiment with numbers, symbols, or emojis in your subject line. And this was baffling to me. I didn't expect this to actually work, but it's all about, you know, grabbing your email subscribers' attention when you jump in their email inbox. And you can do that with a subject line. Um, I would recommend checking out this free tool called CoSchedule, which help you build really capturing blog post headlines. Uh, so you basically type in the blog post headlines and it tells you how you can make it more emotionally connecting, how you can make it more impactful. So that can also work for email uh, subject lines as well. But you can experiment with numbers, symbols, and emojis because they stand out in an email inbox. Um, amidst the other subject lines. I did test this. Um, and as long as you make the emoji at the beginning or the end of the subject line, it's not going to screw with anyone's um, email inbox and rendering and all that kind of stuff. But I definitely recommend it. It was surprising to see just a little jump in open rates from that. Tip number four is to make sure your email has one clear purpose and one clear action. So steer clear of linking a bunch of things in one email. You know, have that email out, be, have one clear purpose so that you can really um, quickly communicate the next step that you want your email subscribers to take. 
So make sure there's only one clear purpose and one clear action as well in um, each email. And that leads me to my next tip, tip number five, which is to make your buttons or link text a directive. Um, so a directive is something like click here, learn more, shop now or listen now. Um, I was, again, so surprised when I test this theory, uh, but we saw a huge jump in click-through rates when we changed all our link text and button text to a directive. Um, and at the same time when we did that, we also reduced down uh, all the buttons and links within a particular email out. So we made sure, you know, let's say the purpose of this email out was to get people to check out the podcast. You have one button that links to the podcast and it says, click here to listen. (laughs) So that's a directive. Okay, so that's tip number five, make your buttons or link text a directive. Tip number six is to automate a nurture sequence. I am all about automation. It saves a bunch of time and makes sure that your email subscribers are looked after and continue to receive value when you're not there, basically on autopilot. So this is also a great opportunity to continually deliver value and build trust with your email subscribers as well. Um, I've got a bit of a quick example of how uh, a Collabasaurus nurture sequence is set up. So When someone signs up to a free account on Collabasaurus, they'll receive a welcome email that basically just says, welcome, here's what Collabasaurus is, and here's a case study um, of some of a person who's used Collabasaurus and loved it. The second email would arrive, you know, three, four days later, and it says, here's some ideas for your brand, you know, and that's the purpose of that email. Here's some ideas. Email number three goes out about two days after that with another case study and then a how to get set up or how to optimize your campaign video. So up until this point, you know, we've sent three emails out that are all about building trust with case studies and also getting people really comfortable with the platform. So, you know, here's a how-to video. Here's how we can help. Here's some ideas that you can use with Collabasaurus for your brand. We haven't done any sales emails yet. So then by the fourth email, which goes out about five days after the third, um, it says, here's what you get on a paid subscription. So this, the purpose of this email is to highlight the value in a paid subscription. And then, of course, the one link, the directive link, goes to upgrading to a paid plan. So that's tip number six, automate a nurture sequence and keep delivering value uh, to build trust. Uh, you can do this really easily in almost any email management tool, whether it be MailChimp or ConvertKit, ActiveCampaign, there are so many. Um, if you are just getting started, MailChimp is a really great place to start and really affordable as well. Tip number seven is depending on whether your emails are HTML coded or not, Images can actually be bad. (laughs) So a lot of uh, inboxes have blocked images. So if you're communicating, you know, your big sales message or your big marketing message um, in in an email within an image, that can actually often be completely lost and blocked by email inboxes like Gmail. So unless you have an HTML coded template, which a lot of startups don't do, um, images can actually be a bad thing. So have, you know, try out sending emails that don't have images in it or have very few images in it or 
try an HTML coded email just to see um, what your uptake is. I recently came across like yesterday, my developer sent me a link to a website called Stamp Ready. I'm going to put the link in the episode notes. Um, basically, these are HTML templates. So they're beautiful and super easy to use by the looks of it. I haven't used it myself yet, but what a great idea <laughs> for any startup or small business. You basically just put in your images, put in your text, and then it creates a beautiful HTML coded email that you can copy and paste the code into your preferred email provider. So that's tip number seven. Depending on whether your emails are HTML coded or not, images can be bad. So trial sending emails without images. Tip number eight is to target behaviors. This is my absolute favorite one and it has worked a treat for our email marketing. So, you know, when you send an email campaign out, let's say you're sending it to your entire list, you're launching something new and you send a big thing out to your entire list um, and you say, yay, we've launched, you know, shop the collection now, for example. And then only 35 people open the email. You've missed out on 65% of your list who haven't even seen what you're doing, which is such a shame. So what do you do? You don't just sit back and ignore that. The next day, 24 hours after you've sent that first campaign or 48 hours after you've sent that first email blast out to your whole list, you target the behavior of people who haven't opened your list or open your email. So with Collabosaurus, when we launched the Collabo Hub, which is a resource hub that's attached to our business plan subscription, we wanted to do, you know, make a big launch impact. So we sent a big email out to our entire list that says, yay, we've launched. And same thing happened, about 35% of our list actually opened it. So then the next day, I said to MailChimp, I want to send this email out to the 65% of people who didn't open the email, and then basically just changed up the subject line and sent the same email because they haven't, those people actually haven't seen the content of the email. So I tried a different um, email subject line, and then we were able to get, you know, another 20% of that 65%, I'm just going to start rambling numbers now, actually did open that email. So we were able to get in front of, you know, 25% more of our list by sending that second email. And we did kind of take that to a whole nother level and did a third one out to people who hadn't opened either of the first two. <laughs> and what we also did is we targeted behaviors of people who had opened and had clicked, but hadn't upgraded. Um, and we got so many screenshots and uh, emails about this because it was a little bit, you know, it came across a little bit stalky being like, hey, you know, we know you checked it out. We know you're thinking about it. Um, so, you know, if you upgrade now, here's a discount or whatever it was. So we targeted behaviors of people who were interested and we targeted behaviors of people who hadn't even seen the email and we were able to maximize the um, potential of that email blast out, if that makes sense. So that's tip number eight, target behaviors. And that brings us to the end of this episode. I told you they're quick. Um, a quick recap of everything we talked about. Here are the eight tips to marketing really well to your email list. Number one is make your from name a human's name. Tip number two is change up your from email address occasionally. Tip number three is experiment with numbers, symbols, or emojis in your subject line. Tip number four is make sure your email has one clear purpose and one clear action. So steer clear of linking a bunch of stuff in every email. 
Tip number five is to make your buttons or link text a directive. Tip number six is to automate a nurture sequence to keep delivering value and build trust. Tip number seven is depending on whether your emails are HTML coded or not, images can be bad. So experiment sending, uh, experiment with sending emails that don't have images in them or give an HTML email a try. And tip number eight is my absolute favorite, target behaviors in your email list. So have a peek at what people have actually done and interacted with um, in terms of an email campaign and target their behaviors with a suitable message. So if you're looking for ways to grow your email list, definitely check out the previous episode in this podcast. It's exactly on this topic. This uh, episode is a little bit of a sequel to that. Um, and I hope you have an excellent day and we'll see you next time. Thanks for joining me.